You are listening to the Phenom NHL Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network, powered by the most passionate young sports analysts in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Phenom NHL Show. I'm Jordan Mossberg, and my co-host is Joe Franks. If you haven't done so already, please check out our previous eight episodes. We went through every NHL team, um, gave our season preview, how we think they're going to finish, uh, what we thought about their offseason, and we asked a lot of fun questions, just really interesting. Um, this is going to be a shift to a new kind of more about the season and about what's going on currently uh, for next couple episodes, and um, yeah, now we'll get into the news that happened this past week. Yeah, so not a lot of major news, a lot of injuries and a lot of COVID postponements, but that's to be expected in this season. Not the injuries, but the COVID stuff. That's just going to be reality of the season. But in non-COVID news, Leo Komarov just hit the waivers today from the Islanders. Um, the Coyotes fired their assistant general manager. Uh, the Penguins want Flurry back. The Vegas has been kind of wanting to trade him. As I said, they just signed Lanner. So uh, flurry back to the pens would be kind of cool. Uh, Matthias Eckholm's out two weeks, as week two week. He's a big minute defenseman for uh, Nashville. Braden Coburn hit the waivers. I don't know who could have predicted that. I mean, when you pay big money, not big money, to a guy that's just not that good just at the salary cap, it's probably not going to play on the team, even though they've been awful. Uh, Logan Hutzko, a Florida Panthers prospect who would have hit free agency as a UFA. If he didn't sign, signed. Louis Erickson hit waivers this week. Um, and yeah, that's the smaller news, but there's been a couple of bigger news, uh, bigger news pieces that happened this week. The first one I want to talk about is uh, the Jim Benning. I'll call it a situation for right now. There's been rumors that they might resign him. There's been rumors that they might fire him. Something came out today that said, if they lose, if the series against the Flames goes poorly, he might get fired. Which, to be basing a GM's seven-year body of work off of one series is stupid. But uh, I want to hear your opinion on it, Jordan. Well, they've definitely been struggling as of recently. I think it's been the last six games they've lost. So when that happens, like you, you want to blame somebody. But I think, like Joe just said it perfectly, he's been there what seven years, and he's gotten. I mean, he's gotten some great prospects. You look at Besser's turned out great. Um, Hughes, Pedersen, they're all, they're all really good. And then last year, obviously it hurts that he left, but he did get um, to Foley. But, you know, I don't 
think they will fire him. I mean, I don't really know. I don't think they really should, but it was like at the beginning of the week, I think Tuesday, he was in the talks of getting a, a, a pretty big extension. And then the fans kind of, I guess, made the, made the owners change their mind about that. So it'll be interesting to kind of see who the, the head of the team is going to side with, but yeah, just, I don't know if really losing a couple games in a, in a season that is going to be harder. Like if he, if you're going to just change kind of the course of your franchise because of that. Yeah, I feel as if firing him is not the move now. A midseason fire is generally not a good play. If you're going to play it like that, wait till the end of the season or after a playoff exit. Uh, I mean, he's been okay as a GM. I feel like a lot of the scouting has been done by Brackett. He's really good at scouting, and he's with the Wild now. But I think that he's still not a bottom-tier GM. But – Good seasons bring expectations, and when you fail to hit that expectations, like you said, they look for someone to blame. Personally, I'd rather blame a coach on a losing on a for a losing streak than the GM, because the GM doesn't have like day to day control. Like the coach should be able to like analyze something, and be like, okay, we're getting beat uh, through carry-ins, and so we should do a better job stopping carry-ins. Not oh, they need to acquire better players. The GM and coach need to be in really good communication. And I feel it's that it's a lot harder to fire a GM who hasn't really done anything egregious like with signings outside of Louis Erickson, which is a pretty bad signing. Oh, and his whole bottom six. But like it's it'd be weird to fire him right now. And it's like who would you replace him with? You'd probably go internal. And it's just I don't I don't like it. I mean, I don't like firing him right now. I would get it if you wanted to fire him at the end of the season, because of all the money tied up in the bottom six. But I feel like if you fire him now, it's not the move. Another uh, GM signing, Ron Hextall and Brian Burke are recently joined Pittsburgh. I think Hextall's a, a pretty solid signing, but I guess my favorite part about this is he's going to Pittsburgh. And from his perspective, I get it. Like, he gets a chance to be a GM and he obviously he's been GM in the past and he wants that job. So he's going to take the opportunity, but at the same time, it's like one of the better flyers goalies in history is certainly one of the most outlandish. And, you know, now he's gone across the state. I, you know, that that rivalry is intense, you know, that Philly are crazy sports fans. So I don't know the, the kind of backlash he'll get, but yeah, I think it's, it's good for the, it's pretty good for the team, but it's, I think it'll make the rivalry even, even more heated. Yeah. I like him as a GM. He has a decent track record. I think he needed a shot. He's been at the top of list for uh, a decent while now. So it's good to see him get a shot. Pittsburgh, obviously is a funny place. because He's a flyers goalie, uh, but it, you'll, you'll take any job you can get when you're trying to get back to the role. Uh, they also hired Brian Burke as president of Hockey Ops. Uh, interesting, I'll put it that way. I don't love Burke as a GM. I think he's a very good hockey personality. He was really good in Hockey Night in Canada. Although I disagreed with him a lot, he was still like entertaining to watch, entertaining to listen to. 
and he's been on some podcasts recently. But uh, he's okay. He's tenured. Like, he's had the Maple Leafs before. Overall, I'd give Hexall, like, a B plus. I'd give Burke a C. Although, it could be a lot better. I mean, they're inheriting three of the best players in the league, and Latang, Crosby, and Malkin, Gensel, with Rust. They're all solid. He's inheriting a really good situation. I'd be interested to see how he decides to play it, whether he just sticks with the core, adds to it, maybe subtracts to it. But it'd be interesting to see. And uh, one other piece of news is uh, Miko Koivu, who recently signed with Columbus on a one-year, just to kind of finish out his career, just retired, like just out of the blue. And I think that it speaks volumes on uh, John Tortorella. And I think this because Koivu, who is 37, has been in the league for so many years, just would rather up it and leave than play a season under Tortorella. Tortorella's already had issues with players in the past, like especially star players. And the fact that a guy like Koivu would just up and leave, something's got to be up. So I feel like there's something with Tortorella and his retirement. Yeah, I definitely agree. It was, it was just like a random thing. You knew he was at the end of his career. He's, he's, he's what? He's old, 37 years old. So, but at the same time, he's played like, like what seven games this year? Not so, not a big sample size. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Why? But aside from that fact, why why sign if you know you want to retire soon? So I definitely think that it was something internal, like Joe just said. And yeah, I I mean, Columbus has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. They obviously had that crazy um uh what goal, no goal situation with the offsides. But aside from that, it just seems like uh, Line was benched. Obviously, Line was acquired because of Tortorello. So is there is the team going to realize, like, you know, we get these star players. We had Dubois. We just got Line and uh, Roslevic, who's been playing well. Like, are we going to ruin our franchise because we want this good coach? Or are we going to be willing to take I guess one step lower coach or even the same level coach who's just not going to destroy the team. And, you know, when you have your coach fighting with every player on your team, he, it I mean, you, he's going to lose the locker room extremely fast. And I think he's got a big issue because he's trying to go out there and prove a point, but at some, at there's a certain like time when the players just are going to, are going to get fed up if, they have one bad shift and and then they're they're done for the game. Yeah. So, Torts is one of those coaches. Sorry, but Torts is one of those coaches where it's like he coached in Vancouver and that was awful because he was with young teams. He's good with what he has. He's good at making good teams great, but when it's presented with elite talent, he has issues. Like like you said with Lime, literally got benched. It's like his second game there. It's like what's the point of acquiring him if you're just gonna bench him? Same with Dubois. And it's just like, at what point does it become his like, issue? Like, at what point are they going to say, okay, we've brought you the players. You just refuse to play them. So you're the issue. So I wonder when they hit that point. Yeah, like like you said, when he was, he was with the Rangers, they didn't really have anybody. They had Lundqvist. 
But aside from that, they they really it was Lundqvist's team. He was he carried them to the cup. He carried them everywhere they got. And you know he's not. I guess you could say he's not good at developing players, or he's just not good with big personalities. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's. I don't think it's. I don't think they should get rid of two. I mean, possible stars. Uh, just because you want to side with a coach, especially in the span of under a month. So, yeah, the coach has to be like some elite, elite coach, which Torts can be, but I don't think that he's like on the level of like a Quinville or some like the all time greats. Like, he's a really good coach, but I don't think he's like one of those elite coaches. So, I want to do something fun with our podcast. Um, we were going to rank teams based off of what we think that they can do in the playoffs and what, where we think they're going to finish. So uh, I brought up a tier list. This has Seattle. So we're just going to leave them off. They're a team in the future. I think they're going to be good when they come in, but uh, that's a story for another podcast. Uh, we have six categories. We have cup contenders, playoffs, borderline playoffs. So teams that, Okay, so cup contenders are going to be like the cup, the few elite teams. Playoffs are going to be the tier below elite, the teams that should be in the playoffs. It's going to be a tier of borderline playoffs. So teams that might make it might miss. And on the miss side, there's going to be a barely miss, then a firm miss, which is like they're not bottom of the barrel, but they're still not good. And then rough season is just the worst of the worst. So uh, the first team is uh, the Montreal Canadiens. What are your thoughts about them? I mean, they're a, it's a tricky placement. I think they're definitely in the top two. I think being extremely generous, you'd say they're a cup contender, but I think they're like a firm top of the playoff, like definitely in the playoffs. But they're one of the better teams that will be making the playoffs and not be like a, a top five team in the league. I agree with you. Uh, they have 18 points in 14 games. They're 8-4-2 and two right now. They've played well. Uh, Nick Suzuki looks really good. Tyler Toffoli's good. They're finally finishing, but I don't think they're an elite team. So I think playoffs, I think that's a very, very valid uh, place to put them. The second team is the, the New Jersey Devils. They had a rough year last year. They've been ravaged by COVID. Where do you think they're going this year? This is another team where I'm like in between. Um, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but Blackwood's just been unreal. So, you know, I'll go with a firm miss of the playoffs, but at the same time, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if they barely miss it. I would agree with you. They're seventh in their division right now. They have 10 points at nine games. Blackwood is awesome. What you have to remember, this team isn't very good outside of that. They've had some really good play from rookies like Ty Smith. And uh, Igor Sharangovich, they've both been awesome. But uh, they lack depth. They lack defensemen. And Blackwood bailing this team out on a nightly basis is cool because Blackwood's an awesome goalie. But I would agree with you on firm miss. I think they're probably gunning for somewhere around between the 6th to 10th pick this year. And I think firm miss playoffs is a fair spot. The, uh, the next team is the uh, Edmonton Oilers. They play fast. They score. Uh, where do you think they are? I'm going to put them with uh, Montreal. I think they're another firm playoff team. 
And another a fun fact was last week they they won a game without McDavid or Drysidle recording a point, and that was the first time since like 2017. So that's just that's just crazy. But they they still have like two of the top five players in the league, and I think I think they're a playoff team. That's such an Oilers stat. They can't win games without help from their two star players. Just goes to show you the lack of depth that's on this team. They're absolutely running Toskin into, into the ground. He's played 13 games out of their 16 right now. They have 18 points in 16 games. They're still a good team. Uh, I, I don't think that they're elite. I think that uh, they still need help with depth and back end and a backup goalie. So like Hoskin and doesn't have to play a bunch of games this year would help. I think firm playoffs is a, is a fair spot. Uh, the next team is the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Where do you see them? I mean, cuff contender. Yeah, they're top to bottom. I just feel they're very good. And yeah, that's where, the, where they should be. Yeah, they, they combined awesome depth with great line combinations with great goaltending and great defenseman play. They're just awesome. They have 17 points in 13 games. They're leading their division right now, only with 11 games. They're 8-2-1, and one, so they only have three losses. They've been awesome this year. I don't see any reason why they couldn't go all the way this year. Shades of uh, 2018, but I think that they're a better team now. So uh, the next team we have is uh, so Calgary Flames. Very interesting team. I remember when we were talking about them on a prior episode, they were very polarizing. I said myself that if they miss the playoffs, Goudreau's gone and they'll likely blow it up and build around Chuck and like Hannafin. But uh, right now, 15 points, 13 games, fifth in their division, which is really tight outside of Ottawa. What do you, where do you think they place? I feel like these, I feel like it's kind of, tricky to put but I think borderline playoff to barely miss but um like to be generous I'll put them borderline playoff but at the same time I think that it could be one to two games between them and Winnipeg will decide it I'm gonna disagree I think that they're a barely missed playoff team and while they have a lot of talent I think that they lack some depth. Sam Bennett hasn't been good this year. They're fifth in their division right now, and that's with the Canucks being awful and the Jets being like good but not great. And the Jets just picked up PLD. So I think that they're a barely miss. Uh, I understand you giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying, hey, they're a good team, but they're, they're probably going to be the bubble team. So they're either going to make it like by a point or two or miss it by a point or two. But I think that the North Division, they can beat up on some other teams, but I don't think they're going to beat the Canadians, Maple Leafs, or Oilers. And a lot of it will come down to the Jets. And I just think the Jets are a better team than the, uh, than the Flames. Maybe if they do like five and three, then I could see them making it over like a Coyotes or a Ducks. But if it's four and four, I think that they're barely missed to the Jets. Do you agree? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. 
the next team is uh, your New York Islanders. I'll let you take this one away. I feel like they're kind of in a similar position right now, tied uh, with Pittsburgh. Um, so, I mean, I want to say borderline playoffs, but at the same time, it's also like barely miss. I just think it's going to – it's between them and Pittsburgh, and right now it's, it's razor thin. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to – I'll go borderline playoffs. I feel like them and Pittsburgh are both going to be borderline, and one team's going to get, get the advantage there. I would agree with you. I think that they're about borderline. I think they're a better team than the Flames, but I don't think that they're, their division's so tough. Like they, they, them and the Penguins both have 12 points, 13 points in 12 games. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they made it. I would say also I wouldn't be shocked if like a team like the Flyers or Capitals came back and just kind of fell out. So I'll say borderline make playoffs, but I don't feel like 100% confident that they're going to make it. So that's why they're in borderline. Yeah, I agree. And then now we got the Colorado Avalanche. Um, yeah, we we spoke a lot about them our last episode, and yeah, it's pretty clear that they're, they're cup contenders. They're an amazing – team from top to bottom goaltending has been playing very solid this year um so yeah they started off the season like mildly warm they weren't like lighting it on fire but they've been awesome as of recent 15 points in 11 games great top talent and they're hurt right now so when they get back to full strength i think that they're one of the two to four best teams in hockey maybe even the best so i think fern cup contenders is a uh very fair place to put them. And uh, the next team is uh, the Detroit Red Wings. What are your thoughts on them? Um, rough season. I don't, I feel- another fun fact, I guess, but they, in like about a year and a half, they haven't won a game if Bernier isn't their goalie. So, um, so yeah, they're not, not good, I guess. They snapped that streak a couple games ago because they beat uh, Florida. So they beat them. But still, that's one win in like over a year. They have eight points in 15 games, 10 regulation losses. They don't play teams well. Rough season, another tanking year where they're rebuilding. Uh, So, yeah, that's just a rebuilding year. Minnesota Wild thoughts. I think they're they're with the. I think for what the season's going to be, I'll put them borderline playoffs team. Like I guess skill wise, team wise, I don't think they should be there, but their division isn't that strong, so that's where I think they'll they'll end up. I agree with you. I like their team a lot. One thing I've noticed about their logo, I always just thought it was really interesting. Like, it was a weird logo. It kind of looked like a UFO with the sun. But it's actually the head of an animal that I've noticed. The star is, like, the eye, and the uh, river is, like, the mouth. I, I, someone told me that. I was like, I can't unsee this now. So now I always see it as, like, a, a side-facing animal. But uh, as for the Wild, they're sixth in their division with 12 points in 11 games. The Ducks are fourth, but they've played 15 games. They have a higher point percentage. Wild are a good, not great team, which is why I think they're borderline because of division. 
Uh, Anaheim Ducks, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I think they're going to be a, a firm miss. They started they started okay this year, um, but I think as of right now, the hardest part of like telling is you have teams that have had two to three games postponed. So some teams have played 17, some games, some teams have played 10 or even nine, but they've played by far the most games and um, not a lot to show for it, 15 points in 15 games. So yeah, I'm going to go with a firm miss. I'm going to go with a firm miss too. I think that they could be sellers at the deadline. We spoke about this recently, so I don't want to get too much into their team. You should go check out that podcast. Uh, they beat the Golden Knights one nothing. I just, I don't think they're that great of a team. They could sneak in with their division, but I like the Wild better than them. But uh, I think that they are a, uh, a pretty firm miss. So uh, the next team, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, where do you put them? I'm going to go playoffs. I don't think they're a cup contender, but I, they're making it. I'm going to put them at the frontier of playoffs because I think that they're the best team in that division. Actually, no. I'm just going to put them in playoffs. I think that they're a great team. They're second in their division right now, but they've played two more games in the avalanche. Bennington is having a good year. He's been really good. But uh, I think that playoffs are in their future. Maybe a deep cup run if they get lucky, but I don't see them beating these two teams in their division, the two cup contenders we have so far. But uh, they're still an awesome team. They have great two-way players like O'Reilly. They're going to get Tarasenko. Uh, Hoffman is there. They brought in Crew that lost Petrangelo. They're a good team. I think playoffs is valid for them. Uh, next team, Ottawa Senators. Um, yeah, rough season. Five points in 15 games. I don't know the numbers, but it seems like it might be possibly the worst season in NHL history, but if not the worst up there. So yeah, Murray's been terrible. Their goal differential is minus 31. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think rough season is very fair for them. They're probably the worst team in hockey right now. Uh, they're not good. Uh, if, one of my favorite things that I tell myself is that if I'm ever having a bad day, that I could be Marcus Hoberg right now. Because right now, he's 0-5-0 with an 8.36 and a GAA at 4.88. His game logs outside of his first game, where he only faced three shots in relief, have been 32 save, five goals allowed for an 8.65 uh, at Winnipeg. At Vancouver, 30, sh- 30 saves, five goals for an 8.57 at Edmonton for 17 saves, five goals. At Edmonton for four for four goals and 21 saves. He played Edmonton, got pulled after allowing three goals on 10, and then uh, came in relief of Matt Murray, gave up two goals on nine shots. Hogberg's been awful. The team isn't good. They have two good players, right? And Stutzel looks good. Uh, he still looks like a rookie, but he's still good. Kachuk is awesome, and so is uh, so is Shabbat. But I do think that they're multiple years away, and I do think that they're going to have a rough season. Now we got the Rangers. 
Um, I'm going to put them barely miss. I think, I think they'll, they'll definitely get close, but like we, we said before, we think the Islanders and the Penguins are going to be going to be before them, but they'll be a close second team out. I agree with you. Uh, I think they're a good, not great team. I still think that they have a lot of issues. They lack depth uh, on defense. They've had the whole D'Angelo thing. That's kind of put a cloud on them. We spoke about that on the last episode. Adam Fox is amazing. Uh, they've had okay goaltending. Georgiev's been okay. Shesterkin's been really good. But uh, I don't think that they're good enough in their division. I still think that they're a little bit away. But Laugh's looked really good so far, too. But I think uh, barely miss, maybe a firm miss because I like Pittsburgh better. But I think barely is fine. And, uh, another team that I think will barely miss the playoffs, the Nashville Predators. Right now they have 12 points in 14 games. Uh, they've been okay. Saros isn't very good as of now. He's been uh, okay. Like, I've watched him play. He's 3-4. Three and four with an 881, 3.69, 3.68 GAA. So he's been like mediocre. Pekka Rene has been better this year, but they need to motion away from Rene. Maybe bring in a goalie this offseason. I know they drafted Askarov, but it can never hurt to have too many goalies. But uh, same issues that we thought they would have with lack of scoring. Um, then we got the Kings. I'm in a rough season for them. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we spoke about them, but they've kind of lived up to our expectations, I guess you could say. We didn't think they were going to do too well there. They're in a rebuild, without a doubt, and, yeah, they're, they're, they're showing it. Uh, they have 11 points in 13 games, which is good. Uh, Kopitar has been awesome, but I think they've lost every game except one against the Sharks this year. They've kind of been the benefactors of just not playing great teams. Like, they've beaten the Blues once, they beat the Avalanche once, but lost the Wild, like, a bunch. So they've been kind of benefiting from not playing great te- from not playing great teams. I don't want to say rough season. I'm going to say firm miss playoffs because oh, yeah. I, think, I think that they're a little better than Detroit, and I think that they're better than Ottawa, but I don't think they're in the tier of Nashville. I think this firm miss is a fair tier. Uh, so the next team, we have Boston. Where do you – how do you feel about them? I mean, I think what they got shut out their second game of the season and then have barely lost since then. They're, they're a cup contender. 20 points in 12 games uh, playing unreal. I agree with you. They've gotten awesome goaltending. They're playing right now, which is actually kind of funny. They're up one nothing, uh, halfway through the third. They're a really good team. They have depth. They have top end. They got Pasternak back. So he's been awesome. And they have, they have some talent. I think that they're a cup contender. Yeah, definitely. Tuka Rask had, I mean, probably the funniest play of the season when they're tied with a minute left in the game and he decides to, to skate off the ice. Luckily, nothing bad happened of it, but it was just funny to see that you have a goalie thinking that his team's losing, so he, he pulls himself, but it turns out he's it's a tie game and he almost cost him the game. That was probably the funniest moment of the year. You see everyone on the bench yelling, get back, get back, get back. And he's just like, what is happening? That was a fun moment. Uh, a team that's not having a fun moment 
right now it's Vancouver 12 points in 17 games not what they were expecting we spoke about uh their GM situation earlier uh where do you want to put them I'm gonna go rough season they what they started the season six five six and five and in 11 games 12 points in 11 games that's a that's I mean I won't say promising but you can keep up those numbers and possibly make the playoffs get a little hotter and you got a great chance but then they've lost six in a row so they're I mean ice cold and I don't think that they're gonna be able to heat that much to pull themselves out of this ditch yeah they haven't won a game since February Holpe has not been good he's an 885 3.75 GAA uh Demko has been better but not good like three and six with an 896 374 they don't play defense well their goaltending is kind of mediocre uh they're not rough season based on talent level I want to preface it with that because they're in terms of talent level, they wouldn't be there. But in terms of expectations to goals, expectations to what's actually happened, so expectations to reality, I think rough season is very fair. And uh, my team, the Florida Panthers, right now they have been balling. They have 18 points in 11 games. I don't think anyone saw that coming. They've just been beating teams. They play last year, their main issue was defense. And now they can play defense. Uh, they lost to the Red Wings, was their only regulation loss. They have two OT losses. They beat the Lightning last night. Uh, I'm going to say borderline playoffs, though, just because I think that they have teams better than them in their division. But I do think that they have proven to me that they are a better team than a team like the Blue Jackets or the Blackhawks or the Predators, which I had questions about. Yeah, I agree. I think that's also being a little kind of – I want to say like undervaluing them. We spoke about Columbus's issues, but I think that Florida is definitely they're I think they're a playoff team without a doubt. And, you know, if Columbus is going to have these issues, I think Carolina is a better team, but I still think that off to this start, they're, they're looking at the playoffs, especially considering how Dallas has kind of slowed down a little bit recently. I would agree with you. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think, like, based on how they're playing, they're probably, a, like, a playoff playoff team, but right now I'm going to put them in borderline just because of Carolina. Um, another team, the Winnipeg Jets. Where do you want to put them? They're currently fourth in their division with 17 points in 13 games. I think if we're going to put um, Calgary and barely miss, I think they're, they're a borderline team. I would agree with you. I think the fourth spot will come down to those two teams. I just think Winnipeg's better. They picked up PLD. They have better goaltending. I just think that they're just a flat-out better team than Calgary. Uh, so Dallas Stars, what are your thoughts? I mean, they started late, obviously. They had all the COVID issues. I think they won their first game like 8-2. Um, but then they've lost four in a row. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go borderline playoffs, I think. I think them and Florida are gonna gonna battle it out for that for that three and that four seed, but yeah, I think it's gonna be kind of I think that's a fair fair judgment for them. Yeah, like you said, they lost four straight. Coming into the season, I had them as a firm playoff team, but they've been kind of ravaged by COVID. 
So I don't want to blame their players too much. They're not playing at full strength right now. And recovering isn't fun. It takes a lot out of you. But I think right now they're a borderline playoff team. But I wouldn't be shocked that if we look back at this in two months, they could be playoffs or even cup contenders, which is the way they were last year. So uh, the next team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, where do you think they are? I mean, as much as it pains me to say, but they're definitely a cup contender. Um, lead the league in points right now. I've lost two games and then one game in overtime, so really three. Um, 11 wins. Yeah, they're, they're playing well. I would agree with you. Freddie Anderson has been pretty good this year. Uh, I don't know what his future is with the team, but uh, 23 points, 14 games. I do think that they're the benefactor of playing in a division that's kind of subpar, like plays to their strengths. They only have two above-average teams and Edmonton and uh, Montreal. But I think that they would be in the cup contender tier as of now. So I think that they've increased their standings a little. Uh, another team, the Carolina Hurricanes. Where do you have them? I'm going to put them uh, playoffs. Um, you know, they got, they're just a solid team. We talked about how we like their defense. They have good, good skill players on as forwards. Um, yeah, I just think they're, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I think as time goes on, I think we'll start to see them kind of pull away out of the pack ahead of um, Columbus and Florida and solidify their chances in the playoffs. I agree with you. I think that they're probably the second or third best team in that division, depending on how you feel about Dallas. I have them as the second right now. I think that's a fair spot. I think that they're a playoff team. Uh, another team, the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Where do you have them? You know, they started the season okay, and this division is just so top-heavy that it's kind of hard to tell. But, I mean, I'm going to put them as a – I'm going to go barely miss. I think, like, we, it's their division that puts them there. Put them in another division, and they're a firm miss, possibly even a rough season. Um, but, yeah, they got a very easy division, and I think it's, it's going to – I mean – Depends how you look at it, but their end of the season standings could be better, but their, I guess their draft pick would be worse. I agree with you. They're probably the fifth best team in that division, which puts them as a barely miss. Uh, I think that's a fair spot. Kemper's awesome, but they've had a rough year in terms of like publicity, and their team is okay. So I think barely miss is a fair spot. Uh, the next team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Where, where do you think they go? I mean, this is another kind of tricky team, but I feel like they're right there with um, with Florida and with Dallas right now. Um, and I know only three teams are going to make it, and it's pretty safe to say that, as you'll see next, Tampa and Carolina are going to make the playoffs. But I think it's going to be really close between um, – Florida, Dallas, and Columbus. So I feel like they're another team. They could be borderline playoff team, but same. Um, they barely miss it. It's no shocker. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think they're a barely miss. I think that they have a lot of internal issues that they need to fix with coaching and uh, how he is with the players that we spoke about earlier on this podcast. 
But uh, I think Barely misses a fair spot considering who's in their division. And speaking of a great team in their division, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, I'm not going to waste time. They're a cup contender. 19 points in 12 games. Uh, they went to the they won it all last year. I don't see any reason why they can't repeat. They didn't get worse. So I think that's a pretty pretty easy one for me. Now we got Philly. This is kind of another, I mean, borderline. And when I say that, I don't mean borderline playoffs. I mean kind of where they should go. But I'm going to put them like firm playoff. They're definitely going to make it. And, yeah, I don't, I don't want to put them as a contender yet, but – they're, they're still a solid team. I would agree with you. I think that they're a playoff team. I don't think that they're in the tier of Tampa or Boston or Toronto. I think that Montreal, Edmonton, Philly is more, is a more safer spot for them. Uh, they're second in their division, 18 points in 13 games. I think that's a good playoff team. Uh, the next team, San Jose Sharks. Where do you think they are? I'll put them firm miss, but if they can go out of the playoffs by one or two points, I wouldn't be surprised only because of how poor the division is, but they're just not a good team. I agree with you. Uh, they have 11 points in 12 games. They're okay, but they're going to have their first rounder this year. So it's going to help them with their rebuild. But uh, I think that's a fair spot for them. Uh, the next team, the Buffalo Sabres, where do you think they are? I mean, they've also been killed by COVID, but so haven't seen him in a, in a bit, but I'll put him firm missed playoffs. I, I mean, Hall and Eichel are winning some games, but not enough to put them in playoff contention. Yeah, they're 4-4-2 four, four for 10 points in 10 games. That's a point per game, so it would be 82. They're okay. Uh, they had a bunch of games postponed. They haven't played since January. But uh, I'd like to see more. But uh, right now, I think firm miss is fair, considering that they're last in their division. Uh, another team that's very polarizing, whether they're make it or miss, or what they should do with their future. They just hired new GM and president of hockey ops, Pittsburgh Penguins. Where do you think they go? I feel like they're like exactly even with the Islanders. I'll put them borderline, and yes, only one of the teams is going to make it, but I think it's going to be a, a toss-up. Yeah, I think it doesn't do them justice to put them in barely miss. I think that they're on the talent level, and I think that they're on the team of a borderline playoffs. Uh, the next team, the Chicago Blackhawks. Where do you think they go? They've, they've surprised me so far. Um, like you said, they they went in expecting a expecting a, a rebuild. They, what you said, they told their fans, like, this is going to be a rebuild. And, I mean, as of now, it doesn't really seem like a rebuild. It just seems like a solid team. So I'll put them firm miss. Yeah, I think firm miss is fair. They've been really good as of now. But I don't think that they have uh, – I don't think they've been, like, that crazy. Lankanen's been awesome, but I still think that they have issues. And uh, now our final team, the Washington Capitals, they've been kind of ravaged by COVID, but uh, interested to see where you put them. I mean, I think I'm going to put them up. They're a playoff team. Um, their backup goalie, Vitek Vanacek, um, it's kind of came out of nowhere and played pretty pretty solid. Um, Samsonov's played played pretty solid as well. And, yeah, I just think – I think they're a step ahead of the Islanders and Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, they're third in their division right now. They're second in the, uh, third in their division right now. 15 points in 12 games. They'll bounce around a little, but I think they'll finish about third. And, uh, that wraps up the tier list, but we have one final thing that I wanted to go over, that we wanted to go over. And that was just some early season award predictions. So uh, let's start with your pick for Hart. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with McDavid. He's just been unreal. I mean, always has been. This year's no different than the past. He's got 28 points already. Dry Silas, 26. I mean, it's kind of one and the same, but yeah, I think they'll give it to McDavid. I agree with you on that one. I think it's McDavid's to lose. He's been the best player in hockey. He's the most talented player in hockey. And I think it's as simple as that. Uh, for Calder, who do you have? I'm going to go with, um, we spoke highly of him in past episodes, but uh, Karel Kaprizov, you know, his hype wasn't as big as, say, Lafreniere or uh, Byfield, but he, I mean, he's he's there, and he's just as good as them, and this year has been performing better. So, yeah, I think he's the favorite right now. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I think he's the favorite right now. If I had to bet on him, he would be who I bet on. Uh, they call him Kirill the Thrill, Mr. Overtime, as I like to call him, is of how he started his career. But I would do want to throw an honorable mention to uh, Kevin Lonkinen because he's been single-handedly carrying the Blackhawks to being a good team. He's awesome, but uh, I don't think it's his to win. I think that he's going to be a close second with an honorable mention there. So uh, the next award uh, is the Vesna. Who do you think that's going to go to? Well, as of now, it's such like with all these, the numbers are so hard to tell because you can just look at points or however you, you want to look at it for certain things like um, wins, goals against average. But the team just haven't played the same amount of games. So by looking at like the amount of games, losses, really everything, I'm, I feel like Grubauer's re- really been playing well and he could, he could be a dark horse there. And then obviously Vasilevsky's been lights out once again. So I feel like the two of them are, are right now my, my picks for, for the Vesna. Yeah, Vasilevsky's been awesome. Uh, so has uh, your other pick of Grubauer. But I went with uh, Peter Morozik. He hasn't been very much. He hasn't been talked about very much. He's only played three games, which is his issue, and he uh, is getting surgery. But in those uh, two shutouts, nine fifty-five save, point nine nine GAA. So if he comes back from surgery, puts up anywhere near that numbers, anywhere near those numbers, it's his. But uh. I think the question is if he's going to play enough games, which I don't know if he will. Uh, the Selkie Award, who do you think that's going to go to? I think I think Stone's been playing pretty good. Overall, they're a great team. And, yeah, I feel like he's up there. And then I don't think you can count Bergeron out for, for that. But, yeah. Yeah, Bergeron's an awesome two-way forward. Uh, I went with Mark Stone and Anthony Sorelli right now as a tie. It's a reputation award, but uh, I'd be pretty interested to see who wins it. If I had to bet, though, it'd probably be Mark Stone for me, too. Uh, for the Jack Adams, who do you have? I'm going to go with um, Claude Julian. Uh, had a bit of a hiccup, I guess, last year. Um, didn't get to leave the bubble with some health issues. 
but he took a team that was the 12 seed last year. And even when we spoke about them this year, it was like Carey Price is going to do everything for him to a real threat. And yeah, I think, I think you got to give it to him for really turning this team around and kind of helping his players improve, play better, and just Im- implementing a better system to help his team win. I think Claude Julian's a great choice, and I think that he might ultimately get the award, but I think uh, Joel Quinville could also. Panthers are similar team where they're not great, but they're playing really well. Uh, 18 points in 11 games. Canadians have 18 and 14. But I just think Quinville's been really good this year. But uh, for most improved player, who do you have? The next two are just going to be our two, like, yeah, our- random awards, most improved and best signing. So for your uh, most improved, who do you have? So far, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go with Tyler Toffoli. Um, he's been like a goal scoring machine, nine goals in 14 games, and he's always been known as a pretty good finisher. But I feel like now he's kind of put this team, really become a big leader on a solid um, team, and you know scored a lot of goals. Yeah, um, I want to say for my most improved, I want to give it to two teammates. My first player is going to be Connor Garland of the Arizona Coyotes. Five goals, eight points, 13, eight, eight assists, 13 points. He's been awesome for the Coyotes. He's been half their offense. And the other half is a defenseman who's taking his big first leap into, hey, I'm an elite defenseman. And that's Jacob Chikrin. Three goals, seven assists, 10 points while being great on defense, logs, big minutes. I just think that he's been a stud this year, and I wanted to give props to those two players for improving. So uh, for best signing and our last award, who do you have? You know, I went with Toffoli again. I thought I thought it was a good deal for um, Vancouver to pick him up last year. And then I think it was even better for Montreal to sign him. He's, he's shown to, to kind of be the, I mean, a great player on that team, uh, if not one of the best players on that team. So, yeah, I think he was, he was what they needed. Um, like last year, they didn't deserve to make the play in. They did, but, I mean, that was 12 teams. Upset Pittsburgh. Um, but, yeah, I think that he's he kind of – he's this – he's the piece that they needed and it shows and he was able to bring them to that next level. Yeah. The Foley's been awesome, but I also want to give a shout out to a card over Hagee, seven goals and 11 games, three assists plays in the line with Barkov and Duclair. He's been so improved this year. I just think that he's going to have his big year this year. He might put up 20, 25 goals. And I just think that's very cool considering how he was kind of buried in Tampa. But uh, I think that about wraps us up. Uh, thank you for listening to a uh, podcast number nine from the Phenom NHL show. Uh, I'm Joe Franks, my co-host Jordan Mossberg. We thank you for tuning in and uh, see you next time for episode 10.